Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltzlamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the top 10 episodes of the year. Producer Evans' top 10 episodes of the year. It's been a great year for Baseball Isn't Boring. We put out so much content. We've got back so much positive feedback. It's been an awesome year, and I'm so glad to be part of the team. I'm so glad to be the behind-the-scenes man, you know, making the clips and doing everything that uh, Brad Foe needs to make this show keep rolling. And, I mean, <clears throat> we've had a response to everything that's happened. You know, you could check out Alex Cora talking about Yamamoto breaking some news about him possibly visiting Fenway. We've got... Every news that happens, we have a person who has insight on that news. So I think this is definitely a podcast. Like and subscribe, turn on the notification bell, and do everything you need to make sure you get the podcast when it comes out. But going back to my top 10, every day for the next 10 days, we will be releasing a former episode that I consider a top 10 episode from this year. And it was very hard to pick because obviously we do the episodes five, possibly even six or seven days a week. So We probably had around 365 episodes this year, and I had to pick 10. So it was definitely a tough task, but I came up with a top 10 list, and here is number 10. Number 10 is an episode we put out directly after the Tim Anderson-Jose Ramirez fight. It is John Gibbons, Mr. Baseball Brawls himself. He was the manager of the one with Jose Batista and Rugnet Odor with the Blue Jays and the Rangers. Now, of course, he's the Mets bench coach, so it's even more relevant but here is John Gibbons talking about baseball brawls. He looks back at Carlton Fisk. He looks back at, you know, Bud Harrelson having a fight. So he's definitely got an amazing insight. And he tells absolutely hilarious story about the behind the scenes fight of Rugnet Odor and Jose Batista. So here he is. Here's number 10 on our top 10 episodes this year. Producer Evans, top 10 episodes this year. Here's John Gibbons. All right. Author, manager. Just all-around good guy, John Gibbons. Comes back to the podcast. Give me what's going on. Robbie, man, not much, brother. Just just, just tracking the baseball season. But I want you to know, I wouldn't do the show just for anybody, man, on an uh, early know, morning like this. I know. I literally was, like, up at 7 a.m. watching this fight. 
And then, so this is the true story. And I appreciate this. I won't take up too much of your time. Don't because, you worry about it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward you, to this. You got your audio book comes out tomorrow or in the, the Gibby, a base of the tales of a baseball lifer, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has it been a good experience for you? Has it been the book thing? You have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. You know, when they, when they put it all together, you know, it was, it, it was kind of, I thought it was kind of a little bit of pain in the butt, you know, doing all the, the editing and all this stuff. I'm going, hey, what am I doing editing and all this? I didn't write, I'm not supposed to be writing this thing. But then, then you know what the worst part about that audio book, that, that was work, man. Oh, you did it? You read it? Yeah, I read that thing. And it, oh, it was like, mackerel. it was like five days of, you know, and uh, I'm a little ADHD, you know, so I'm, so I'm reading this book and it's like, eh. Can I tell you, I I had a tremendous amount of respect for you already. Now my respect is, if it could get any higher, just did because we did uh, with the Joe Kelly book. They like, oh Joe, can you read it? So he went into, and I've told this story before, but he goes to the bedroom to give them a sample, and his wife said, "Yeah, I heard it. It wasn't happening." It wasn't. <laughs> I agree with it. I don't so know. We had like some. We had some actor read it. So yeah. Wow. Look at you. All right. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if they'll be able to understand it, but anyway, all right, let's uh, talk about the fight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm up early. I I'm watching this fight, and Tom Hamilton has the great call of it. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Yes. Right. So the the last time that we really have the sort of this sort of fight where someone's legit gets laid out, what I thought the Batista Odor fight, and um and and so I go and I look at the clip and there you are there you are Gibby pulling somebody away and I'm and I, I remember you had some good stories about it, but um before we get into what you have to say about this, I'm going to give you my observation. The immediate thing, which I think that you can give some good perspective on, which is I watched the Adore Batista fight, and after the punch is thrown, it's chaos. Your entire team chased down Odor, right? Beltre is pulling away a Batista. Um, and and it so it's this chaos. This fight, Gibby, go watch it again. Nobody does anything. The Anderson gets dropped. He stands up, and everybody is standing around. Nobody does anything. There you go. <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't even know where to start. So, give me, give me some good stories from the fight. What, what? Because this again, so you seeing something like this, it hits home for you, having been in the middle of it. Hey, well, real quick though, before I get into ours, I say, yeah. you know, Tim, Tim Anderson, I don't know him, but we did, we did, when I was back managing, we had some problems with, you know, with Strowman and him, you know, Strowman was pitching and he was John and Strowman, what have you. Now, Strowman can be a little bit, you know, himself, right? And then he had the, he had the Josh Donaldson thing with the Yankees, you know, the uh, Jackie Robinson, supposedly, yeah. you know, this and that. Okay. And then he had an incident with an umpire. He might have even butted head or spit or something came out. He got suspended for one game and now he's got this. Maybe you know. Maybe he's part of it. You know. Maybe we got to look at that. Well, anyway. again, I mean, I think that, I, and I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is this: is that I when nobody's everyone stood around, like everybody stood around. <laughs> so that, that tells you everything you need yeah, to know. Gibby, I had never seen anything like it, I, and I, I kept rewinding. I'm like, there must be something playing it forward. You know how after the fact, then maybe somebody, some hothead, gets involved, like. Nothing. The guy yeah. got laid out. The guy got laid out. Uh, anyway, all right. So, what do you got? What do you got? 
Well, it, well, ours, you know, of course we had, you know, it goes back to the Batista bat flip, right? And, uh, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like now everybody's like there's, there's celebrations for everything. It's like back then it was like the worst thing in the world could ever happen. But keep in mind, it was 22 years of frustration by a team from the, being in the playoffs. It was like perfect timing, right? So the Red Sox, I mean, not the Red Sox, the Rangers who celebrate home runs more than anybody made a big deal out of it. Okay. All right. Whatever. So Batista came, came to me. We talked about the next year. He said, they're, they're probably going to drill you. Or he said, yeah. And I said, what are you going to do? He goes, I'll just go to first base and you know, whatever, you know? And so then we played them seven times in, in like a two week period. The first three games, I think we're, we're at home, nothing happened. And then we go down to Texas and finish off the series. His last at bat of the last game, they drill him. Somebody wasn't, wasn't even involved in the series, right? So uh, to me, that was the most gutless thing. I said, "Go, go! If you if you're really serious about that, get him his first at bat, man. Let's see how tough you are, right?" So anyway, then then all it's it really lined up perfectly, Rob, because you can remember in the in the day, right? When guy when hitters would get drilled, if they didn't charge the mound or whatever, they go to first base, and those middle infielders are hoping don't hit a ground ball, whatever you do, right? Because that guy on first, that's his that's his retaliation. He's going to kill one of the middle infielders, right? And then, uh, but sure enough, you know, I had been ejected early in the game, myself and our first base coach, Tim Leeper. So I was in the manager's office watching, right? So we're watching. We got our feet kicked up. We're drinking a beer. And, uh, but we, we didn't think anything was going to happen because it had taken so long, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the last game. They, apparently, they're, they're, they're smart. They, they, they found their senses. <laughs> so anyway, perfect ground ball here it goes. And Hosey went. Hosey went into second hard. He, he didn't really go after him. He didn't. He didn't get him. But he got up. And I don't. I don't even know if anything was achieved. They looked at each other, and then the shove, and then the boom. You know. But the the shocking part of it all, you never see that in baseball. It's not like the old days, you know, where the you know the where there's some good brawls. Like, heck, you being a Red Sox guy, Thurman Munson and Fisk, and there you go back oh. to Rose and Harold. There's been some great ones, you know. But it's like everybody hugs or everybody waits till the whole team gets out there. And grabs the guy, and then he starts like he wants to charge the guy or something, right? So you actually see a punch story going, "What the heck just happened?" You oh know? my goodness! Oh gosh! Did, yeah. did, and then, did you run? Did you? So what did you? You're watching it on TV back in the manager's office, right? Do yeah. you immediately just spread out, or what, what yeah, did so you do? Me and Leaper, we go. Let's go. We better go, right? <laughs> so we go out there, and just to break it up, okay. And finally, it settles. And and Bannister and I had some words with manager you know, for each other, what have you. And then, you know, I had my post-game interview. I said, it's gutless, man. Do it, hit it, do it like the old, you know, the old unwritten rules, baseball yeah. that people hate nowadays. Do it, okay, then 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 it's our turn and then it'll be over, right? Okay. So anyway, then we ended up getting the last laugh because at the end of that year, we, we, we beat them in the playoffs, swept them three straight. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> if that means anything. But so anyway, I go, that all settles. We, we go back to, get this, we go back to Toronto, and a few days later, I get the the they handed out the fines, right? I got fined four grand. Uh, Odor got fined like forty five hundred. I'm going. I didn't even throw a punch. I almost got fined the same to the guy. The 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 and and it turns out if the you know they have that rule if you've been ejected you can't come back on the field. Right. Okay. I thought that I thought that was for players. I could see it for players. You want your manager and coaches out there policing, don't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. We don't. We, in baseball, there in MLB, there's not always common sense, man. It's kind of like our society, right? <laughs> and it's and they, and they gave me a three game suspension, you know. And so, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so I I called Tori and they said, well, it happened the year before too. I had been ejected, and then we had a brawl, and I came back out there. I said, 
but okay, I'm not, I'm not fighting. I'm trying to break it up. Don't you want that? So anyway, so I, t- so, so I called Tori, get this quick story. And I said, Joe, what's going on? He goes, he's, don't you worry about it. He said, you did this last year, blah, 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 you know. And then, so, then, uh, cause he was in charge of discipline on it. So I called my old buddy, Jimmy Leland. And I said, Jimmy, and I said, he's, he was retired by then. I said, Jimmy, what do you think of this? He goes, that's BS, whatever. And I said, I'm going to New York tomorrow for uh, some kind of meetings or something. He said, let me, let me, let me go to work. Right. <laughs> so the next day I'm sitting in my office in Toronto and the phone rings at Tory, And he said, all right, we cut your, you're fine in half. So I said, Oh, I'm half guilty. Great. And yeah, appreciate that. Right? And he said, hold on a minute. He put it on speaker. And there was Jimmy, Jimmy was in the background laughing, you know, but he went to work for me, but you know, to get back to the story, you don't see brawls like that. You know, it's not like, you know, the old hockey or uh, even no. in the NFL, sometimes when they rip the helmet off, there might be a, a, it's like, so when you, when you see it, it's like, wow, what, what just happened? You know? But again, again, you're right. But, you know, you never see. First of all, you never see a guy like assume the the, the, John, yeah, the yeah. John L. Sullivan position. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then and then you never see like, okay, here we go, one on one, punches thrown, and you go back to this one. So Kopech comes in, and he's pulling Ramirez off, right? And this is where Ramirez, at just as he's going down, he hits Anderson yes. in the side of the head. But but then the weird thing was is that. Kopech just like he pulls him off and then he walks away and then nobody <laughs> does anything. And Anderson's on the ground. He gets up, he starts John and everyone's just standing there. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it was really, really strange, but I'll go back to like, I always love this story about, or these stories about when you played in the best fights and everything else. I don't know if you were in this one. Talk about old school, the spring training one between the Mets and the Red Sox. Do you remember yes. this one? It was after Strawberry walked. Yes, uh, yeah, the home so, run, yeah. After it? after the best one, the World Series. Al Nipper drilled Strawberry in the back. A rare spring training bench yes. player. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I remember that. I was oh, in, yeah. yeah. I was in spring training. But plus, I was you know I was in '86. I was catching the bullpen during the series, so I remember all that crap. But yeah, that's uh. But that was kind of. You know, you had rivalries, or there was like there was there was some legitimate stuff going on back then. I got another one for you to show you how the game was. My first year in '84, when I made the team, coming out of spring training, they threw the catching job up for grabs, right? And I, I had the best spring. They told me I'm going to make make the team. So two days before we break camp, start the season, I'm catching in St. Pete, same spot where the you know the Nipper deal, and uh, Joe LaFay with the Phillies is on third base, and there's a, a fly ball. There's going to be a play at the place plate so that the the throw kind of faded into the, the runner so I go up to cut it off to catch the ball no play LaFay throws an elbow man hits me right here right broke broke my cheekbone oh. cracked his bone right here right so so anyway okay so that the neck his next two at bats he got our guys drilled him man it uh Tim Leary is one of Tim Timmy threw about 98 and then uh Eddie Lynch got him good too just to say hey hey man that's the way it goes <laughs> You know, but those times have changed. Now you'd be suspended for, you know, 10 days because we're so politically correct. So how about how about as a manager? What's that like? What's that like where you just know? Because obviously, you know, okay, it's understood. Now is the time you're going to hit the guy. Bench is my clear, whatever. As a manager, it must be a little bit different. I mean, do you you get a sense whether and sometimes as a manager, maybe you want this to happen because you're like, hey bonding moment let's go i don't know i've never been a manager you have 
Well, well, I'll tell you this. I think it be it could be good for teams. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, Batista wasn't well liked in the in the you know the, throughout the league, right? Yeah. He was, but on his team, you know, you know, everybody liked him, viewed it differently, and he was so good that you know he was and he beat so many teams. There was a lot of and he wore it on his sleeve, so he's emotional. So the people around the league actually like seeing it, right? When Odor got him, you know, but it, amongst us, he's one of us, right? Yeah. In, in the, so, oh. but it was almost like Tim Anderson, and you said nobody pulling him off. You know, ours was different, oh, but the rest I, of the league. Was I can going tell in. you, I can tell you, Gibby, that go back and look at that, and I know that you're running down the tunnel, so maybe you don't see it. But <laughs> the entire, uh, uh, the entire your entire team was chasing down Odor into the outfield, including the Encarnacion. Like, and he was like, you know, leading oh, yeah. the pack. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, Hey, well, to answer your question, though, Rob, you know, as as a manager, you know, you never want to see anybody get hurt. But but there's times you tell your pitcher, hey, you know, it's it's like you can't. Now there's cameras everywhere. You can't go. You can't go walk over to the pitcher and go, hey, get this guy. You know, you got to be a little more discreet, right? Or you tell your pitching coach, hey, something's got to happen, man. You know, because there's certain things you just gotta. You know, I think it was a big mistake for the Blue Jays. Earlier in the year, when when uh, Judge, you know, he said he was uh, looking at the dugout because they, oh yeah, because it, when he clearly was getting him from the first base coach. Come on, we know we know how that works, and uh, no, nothing happened. And he hits like two or three home runs that series. They end up sweeping. It's like he gets the last laugh, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of like, yeah, he, you know, now the commissioner, the baseball gets so involved, and they hand down pretty hefty fines. You yeah, know, I'll t- I'll tell you another quick story, real quick. I'm you got me rolling this morning. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. What a what a what a what a day this is. I love it. Well, this this is a good one for you guys because it's a, one of your arch enemies, A Rod, back when he was with the Yankees. Yeah. Right? Even though you you guys had him in the uh, oh yeah the Veritech yeah Veritech. But we were, we were playing. You remember the old play where we had the bases loaded? We we're in Toronto. Howie Clark's playing third base. Usually, oh, was this a John McDonald? Yeah, the shorts. Yeah, in, in the base load, he run over, pop up. He goes, "I got it or mine or something like that." Right. So Howie Clark backs off and it drops in. They score. That was the last, like, very end of the game. So he wasn't coming up again. Right. So, all right, hey, right. You know, yeah. yeah. But it was kind of funny. You know, some even some of the old time Yankees were defending the guy. Right. I'm going, really? Okay. Yeah. They would have worn it big time. So he said, "All right, we next." We didn't see him for like another month, but we go to Yankee Stadium. You say something's got to happen. It just has to happen. Come on, this Bush League, and nobody like Day Rod anyway, right? Even though he's a poster boy in baseball now, he's like, and he sued the league or something. Now he's like, so anyway, I never. This has never happened before, and I don't know if it ever has. Before the game, I'm sitting in the old Yankee Stadium, and uh, Tim McClellan, the crew chief that series, he he comes. There's a knock on my door, and he, he sticks his head. And, Can I talk to you? I say, yeah, come on in, Tim. I don't know what he wants. He said, "Listen." Just to let you know, I got a call from the commissioner's office. They don't want to see anything happen. It's A-Rod, you know, the, the fair-haired boy, right? Yeah. He said, I don't know if anything is, but I've been told that there'll be some hefty fines thrown down, some suspensions, something you don't want to mess with. So anyway, so I said, all right, so we called off the dogs, right? And then, yeah. then they came back to our place in the – I think Josh Tower ended up getting him one time, but you know, well, it wasn't a – you know, it was kind of in the leg or something. Not that I'm celebrating all this like I'm some barbarian, but – there's certain, you know, come on, no, man. but you give insight to how this works. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's important to understand this. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, the thing about the game, Rob, you know, 
I mean, of course, the guy wasn't, nobody was drilled before this fight started. It was like a, I don't even know, what do you think it was? I mean, when it he was, went to second well, base. They were, they were, he was chirping at the first baseman for Cleveland um, the day game before. There was some other stuff, some little stuff. I think it was building up to this. Okay. And, then, and then, you know, like you said, when you have like sort of that idea of standing over someone, that's all it takes. Yeah. Even though I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. And Ramirez is known as one of the good guys in the game. So you know where you know where the anger's going in this one. Like yeah. you said, nobody nobody helped Timmy in. No, no, no. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And yeah, but you know what? Hey, you know what? Certain some those kind of things can unite a team, hmm. unless your your own teammates aren't fighting for you. Then it kind of just drives even more of a wedge, you know? Because he'll probably, oh. be, you know. Well, but, I'll give you. I give. I give you one. Um, you know, and. And my co-author Joe Kelly said told this story about 2018 Red Sox. There, you remember like the Tyler Austin fight, you know, at Fenway, you know, where where Joe was involved. He said they had a team meeting after, and said, "Hey, you know, it's not good." And and that team was perceived as this this together team and bunch of gamers and everything else. He said they had a team meeting. Said it's not good when the bullpen coach beats out beats uh, the outfielders into the scrum. <laughs> You know, and so, you know, and so like, it was like, okay, you know, it was like, it was, you have to make this clear. Hey, if we get into one of these, you guys, you guys better at least be representing. You know? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, our, our old friend, DeMarlo Hale, I, I, I caught a glimpse. He was kind of, he was kind of barreling his way through some uh, of that. He, well, he knows how it is. Oh yeah. He wanted a piece of somebody. I'm, I need to call D. What are you doing, man? I mean, you, you, remember, that? You, you remember the, uh, the one that I remember, um, and, and we've talked to Joe Madden about this, about like, this is sort of the turning point for the Rays was James Shields, uh, Coco Crisp. Back in yes, a, yeah, and 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 so Coco charges a mound, and James Shields does the Matrix move, and Coco like goes like this, and then all of a sudden here comes Johnny Gomes, boom, you know, sprinting. That's right. I mean, that's right. And, and there's another one recently I saw Mo Vaughn. Who was it? Oh my goodness, he absolutely. A boy. <laughs> God, you get you get a good first baseman coming in. Oh, blindside. Yeah. You know what? We, we still, we sound like barbarians here, but those are some of the most entertaining times. And how many guys actually get hurt? No, very, uh, very, yeah, it's part of the game. Guys. I I, yeah. I, will, I don't, I, I will not be canceled because of this. No, <laughs> but let me tell you something, but it, it, it rallies some teams, man. It, it pulls yeah. them together. You know, it really, is. I don't know if it'll do the White Sox any good. Yeah. I mean, they're no. beyond. But you know yeah. what? You don't know what that does for Cleveland. Cleveland's just been kind of going. Uh, now the problem is, though, you know, uh, the the commission. He's he, he's real sensitive to these kind of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. How 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 long a how long a uh, you know suspension well, is he going to give I those tell guys? You, I can tell you what. There's a lot of guys that save themselves some money by not doing anything. So yeah. <laughs> do anything. But you know what? Too though, if you if you, you know what. If P, if your teammates notice you're not helping out or whatever, they 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 don't forget that either, man. And I've heard some cases of guys that you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, where yeah. were you? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I tell you what, Major League Baseball, if they find, they should give the money to Tom Hamilton, the Cleveland announcer. Was he awesome? They it was like that because he basically helped everyone understand how awesome baseball can be with that call. <laughs> that was great. That was great. 
Well, Gibby, you're you're uh, you're a star in so many ways. Uh, I, I, hey, I, no, but I got to share one more thing. I'm, yeah, I'm sure oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Sure the show. It's got nothing. It's it's, it's a hot. It's hockey. You know, I I don't really know much about hockey, but I I, I kind of grew to love it when I was in Toronto and in um, just the physical. You know, the, what's the word? Physicality. That yeah, you, phys- yeah. You know, the in the in the toughness of it, right? You can't you can't sneak by in hockey, right? But I was I was watching a show the other day, one of those documentaries. It was on the. Detroit Red Wings in the Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche with Claude Lemieux and those yeah. guys Draper, Draper and those in the in the in the we're speaking of brawls and the stuff that they had happen over the years and incredible show. You know? Oh, oh, it was the, the great thing about hockey is like there is so baseball is super passive aggressive, you know, which is mm. you know you know they're like oh we don't like that guy we don't like that guy we don't like that guy until like four years later when you play with them and everything's fine. Hockey that that night they'll go out drinking like they don't get they don't care yeah they like, whisper to the, they're standing next to the t- the other guy and they whisper all right let's go we gotta yeah, do yeah. This yeah 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 <laughs> all right well hey is there anything else you got go you got your podcast you got the audio book you got it all oh yeah yeah I, you know what, Robbie I don't know what I got brother but I, you know what yeah. hey. It's always a pleasure to see you, man. You're one of the best in the business. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, we've got some good pennant races going on, the wild cards. And, and I mean, it's going to be a great summer. Yeah. I still can't figure out the Red Sox. So uh, are they are they a small market team now? Yeah, or what? I, I see we're, some we're, of these names. Yeah, it's like, we've, spent, we've spent four or five months trying to figure this out. We're no closer. We're no but I'm closer. You, that fan base there doesn't put up with that, man. Eventually, it goes, you know. But Wait, but you think I, about it, it was just a couple of years ago. You were in the you know playing the Astros in the. I, 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 know. I, I tell you, I tell you what. August has never been more important. This isn't like all these teams, Gibby, are on this cliff, this cliff of viability. Seattle, yeah. the Angels, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Okay. You know, so if, if you bet, you can get buried here in the first couple of months of August. So yes, yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, listen, we'll reconvene because I want to give you. I want to. I want to get your take at the end of the year of, of what's what when it comes to this stuff. So uh, hey, you, t- hey, you tell you tell Cora hello for me, man. I'm a big uh, fan. Oh, man. Of, course, right, of course, of course, of uh, course. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.